Damaged Goods Podcast. Definitely like a fucking death box, sweating it out. It makes me uh, think back to the classic action film Lionheart with Jean-Claude Van Damme, which I think came out in the early 90s. At the point, I was a young man, very into martial art movies. Van Damme with cool movies. And Lionheart is about a dude in the French Foreign Legion who escapes the French Foreign Legion when he's not supposed to because his brother back in the U.S. gets killed in L.A. on some shit. So he goes to see his brother's wife and kid, you know, his nephew or niece or whatever. And somehow he gets into underground street fights under bridges and drain pools and parking garages. And he's just fighting with, like, you know, baggy shirt, baggy pants. The shirt tucked into the pants, doing splits, kicks, the whole Van Damme 9. Anyway, point of this fucking anecdote was, in the beginning, when he's still in the French Foreign Legion, in some desert area where it's hot, they punish him by putting him in like what looks like a, an aluminum or tin small box to sweat it out. And that's how I feel in this room right now, because I don't have any fucking fans, AC, windows are closed, all for the audio. I have all those amenities, but I'm not using them, so you can hear me the best, although I'm sweating. If you're only listening, just listen for the beads of sweat trickling down, dude. Plus, my skin is red from just surfing and... Being at the beach all week and crisping up, dude. Crisping up. I feel like a, what do they call that? Nashville hot chicken? Like those spicy fried chicken sandwiches that are all red? Yes. My skin kind of looks like that. My fucking body feels like that. Anyways. Segway. Not so slick. Maybe it is slick. Who the fuck knows? Here on Damaged Goods, uh, generally when I have guests, or even alone, we're talking about the arts. My guests are all artists of different realms. And even when I do these solo ones, I kind of tie it into the arts. Some of the arts that we discuss here, or the guests I have, uh, come from a realm which I've also dabbled in some arts, some not, you know? And uh, I'm a fan of all different art, and the, the ones that I don't do or haven't done myself, I have a different appreciation for because I'm not invested in it. I'm not trying to make a career or trying to make money or even just expressing myself or whatever. I don't have any stake in it, even if it's for fun. So I like it. I admire it. Comedy. I like comedy. I like stand-up comedy. I'm definitely not a stand-up comedian or comic. I have no aspirations. I uh, never have been. I'm not trying to be a comedy writer. I might be funny. I might be you know, funny here on the podcast or the radio show. I might be funny in the books or the things that I write, but I'm not trying to be a comic. But I do much respect the craft, and I, uh, I like it because when I hear comics and people talk about it, it's fun to listen to the inside scoop on art that I don't do myself. Like like film shit. I like listening to directors and cinematographers talk. I don't do that shit. I don't even understand it, but I admire it. So it's fun because I'm not going to be thinking about what I already know about it or my experiences and chiming in my head like, well, fuck that, you know, inserting myself into something. I can just absorb it, uh, you know, from like a third party, if you will. Anyway, comedy. I've been... I guess I've thought about this for a long time, but it keeps popping up in my fucking face. Uh, the, the term hack or hacky is used in comedy. I guess it could apply to all arts. It's kind of when someone just does some, I don't know if you want to call it cheap or whatever, uh, cheap maneuvers in the realm of that art to achieve success and, and what have you. But it's not really skilled. It's kind of easy. Like, it's predictable. I guess you could say it's predictable. Other people in that realm other artists doing it might have thought about the same thing but they've refrained from doing it because they don't respect it they don't value it they know it's a cheap way to get attention it's a cheap way to do this and that and it's definitely a way to garner success garner garner a way to garner success or attention or whatever but a lot of people who feel 
tried and true to their craft, especially if they paid a lot of dues the old-fashioned way. They really don't respect it. But in comedy, you hear about it, uh, hacky comics, or people that do certain jokes like the, the traveling jokes or the, you know, white people are like this, black people are like that, or, well, I just flew to the South. You guys are, you know, something that's very predictable. Could be hacky. You hear that word probably more in comedy than in acting or fucking, you know, the realm of culinary arts or music or whatever. I find political comedy to be extremely hacky. Political comedy, to me, is like a layup. It's easy. And let me just say this before I go on. It doesn't matter what the uh, perspective, uh, agenda, side... Um, whatever, of the comedian really doesn't bother me. It's the premise. Because going back to what I was saying earlier, it's cheap, it's easy, and it's predictable. My favorite shit about art is being surprised, seeing pictures and paintings that you wouldn't expect and they kind of very striking, or a movie with a very crazy end, a twist. Music that kind of catches you off guard. Anything like that. Something you didn't see coming. You're reading a book, and you know there's twists and turns, and you're very surprised and impressed and happy even if even if i don't like these uh twists or turns or whatever i appreciate i respect the fucking the non-predictability that's definitely not the right word i don't even know if that's a word anyway comedy political comedy hacky if you're doing political comedy and you're making jokes about you know a certain uh you know political group or president or whatever generally you're placating to your audience's political standpoints of beliefs or outlooks or whatever so regardless of what other jokes you have that aren't political whether those jokes land or not you know you got you got these kind of safety jokes your go-tos if you say this joke about this president you know these fans are gonna like you know chime in and be right there with you and think it's funny and it's a safe way in a guaranteed way to get some laughs to get some attention um I remember when I was an active musician myself and, you know, doing shows and all that shit, especially hip-hop shows, you know, if you're trying to get crowd interaction, that participation, you can ask them to say something, and maybe they will if they're liking your set. Maybe they won't. But if you do the whole, like, you know, call and response thing, and maybe you say, fuck the police or smoking weed or whatever, those are general things that most people at those kind of shows are down with, and you're going to get the crowd on your side to cheer. It's kind of like, again, it's like a hacky, cheap way to get crowd attention and responses and with political comedy I feel like that's exactly what it is and it doesn't matter what the political comedy is about it doesn't matter what side they're on and there's really only two but there should be more than two sides but it doesn't matter what their outlook is I might actually agree with the majority of that comedy or those standpoints but in the realm of comedy I just find it fucking cheap it's hacky it's easy like I remember when uh, George Bush W the second one was president for eight years Comedians were loving it because he was like an easy joke and everyone wanted to laugh. And he's an easy dude to make fun of, right? So you got all these com uh, comedians and comics doing, you know, Bush shit. And I'm sure they all land because everyone feels that way and they're always seeing this dude on TV and the news and shit. So it's an easy way to do it. And then when Trump's president, obviously, he presents an easy, I don't know, an easy target. Uh, he, he endlessly provides material. But I've never heard too much political comedy that I'm very impressed by now there's greats you know everyone from like Richard Pryor to Chappelle to Bill Burr to whoever they might make political commentary generally I find them to make more social commentary which I find funny and stuff but they might make some good observations that I dig and shit but I'm talking about the very like 
don't know, just like the easy, simple shit. Like, I guess let's take, uh, like, The Daily Show, right? It's a political, humorous news show. And uh, I liked it when Jon Stewart was on. I didn't really watch it on the reg, but if other people had it on, yeah, sure. And even before him, it was the dude, um, fuck is his name? Kind of looks like a date rapist. Uh, and I think it's because he played kind of a sexual chauvinist in the movie Old School. Craig Kilborn. Anyway, when, when Jon Stewart took over, I think the show became a little more newsy, political, and it was funny. Jon Stewart's a great comedian. Wrote a lot of funny shit. He had a great show on MTV in the 90s with Janine Garofalo and Andy Dick way back when I was like nine years old. But, you know, uh, I didn't really watch that show a lot. I think got the Colbert Report. And there's another spinoff with the woman, Samantha Bee, and all these like political comedy shows. And yes, it's a good way to digest the news. It makes it a little more palpable. God damn, it's so hot in this room with no airflow. Whew, I definitely feel like Van Damme and Lionheart minus the splits and fucking roundhouse kicks. Um, but I always felt like it was kind of just whatever. It's a, it's a layup because you're placating to a group of viewers or fans at the, at the show or whatever that already, at least when it comes to political comedy shows or if that's kind of your thing that you're known for, your shtick or what have you, the fans generally know that. So you kind of know that. So you as the comic, as the artist, you can kind of placate to them and play it safe and come out with those jokes, and you're going to get some laughs. You're going to get the crowd on your side. And, like, The Daily Show is kind of like that. Like, homeboy uh, Trevor Noah, I never really knew him as a comic beforehand, and I know when Thing left, Jon Stewart left, they were trying to get a million different hosts. And a lot of more um, established or famous comedians were reached out to, but I think wisely they turned it down because if your career is really going, going, that kind of can hold you, pigeonhole you. And you're also living in the shadows of, of Jon Stewart. He... You know, left some big shoes to fill. And so Trevor Noah maybe wasn't the super biggest known, but, he, you know, I'm not saying he's not funny because I've heard other jokes that weren't political that were good, but the humor on there, it's like, I just, they're all layups, dude. I feel like anybody could write those jokes. I mean, the jokes write themselves when these politicians go and do dumb shit. So I don't see as much creativity there, which I really respect creativity. And it's not surprising. It's fucking predictable. I know what's almost going to happen. And it's just cheesy. It's cheap. And there's a bunch of those. And I don't know, that hackiness is so uninspiring. It's so bleh. I don't know. What other word besides bleh? And it got me thinking. I was like, is other art that utilizes uh, politics as a basis or an inspiration, is it hacky too? Is there hacky political music, uh, you know, movies, whatever? Uh, I think like, I was thinking about writing because I write. You know, get my book quicksand anywhere online uh, or mom and pop bookstores if you live in a place that has one. And my new book's coming out soon, too. Anyway, enough uh, fucking shameless plugs. Um, writing, political writing. Is it hacky? And I think the reason why is it, that it's not as much as like, yo, if you're going to watch a comedian, right? Like, do you think there's any like QAnon, Trump supporting Republicans watching The Daily Show? My guess is probably not because they know what it is. And on the flip side of that, I don't really know what the conservative comedy news shows are. I'm sure there are there. But I doubt, like, you know, some dude who swings from the nuts of MSNBC is watching that shit either. But with writing, I feel like people, and myself included, will read things that maybe they don't agree with. Or they don't necessarily go to that outlet all the time. But you read that shit because either you want to see if you can poke holes in their argument. To double check your argument, maybe you got to poke holes in yours. Maybe you got to chin check yourself. Or just to see what's out there, where these motherfuckers are coming from. I read a lot of shit I don't necessarily agree with, but I want to read it. So I don't find political writing to be as hacky. Um, it's not like cheap laughs. I think it probably takes a lot more 
tact and, and information. God damn, it is so hot. I might lose five pounds in here. And I was rocking zinc and sunblock, but you're still hot as fuck out there surfing, crisping up. And when I'm out there crisping up, burning, surfing, I'm thinking about how hacky that political comedy shit is. And then I think about music. I used to like a lot of like hip-hop that had political themes, and even rock and reggae, and I know punk has a lot of political themes. Don't really fucking listen to punk. But anyway, and I was thinking back, like, is Immortal Technique? Is Dead Prez hacky? Is that? And not really so much, but there might be some. Like, I remember playing shows in Boston, and there was a, a group that would sometimes would do, like, moments of silence. And I get it, dude. Moments of silence are important if it's, like, rest in peace for somebody, um, something like that. But you're also asking, like, four, five, six, seven hundred people. A thousand people would be quiet at, like, 11 at night in a venue that's got live music. And maybe these dudes are drinking, smoking, whoever who knows what they're doing. It's going to be hard to get them all to be quiet. And then to get mad at them for not being quiet, it's even tougher. Um, but there's definitely some, like... Like, I think I posted, I think, I know, I posted like a a meme kind of clowning you two the other day, and they're a great band to clown for kind of being a little pretentious, a little pompous and hacky in that way. I don't know if it's hacky, but like, dude, like Bono's a very hateable dude. A lot of people kind of don't like him, even though you might agree with his political sentiments or what they, and I know they do good things for the world. I'm not knocking that, but that, that push it in your face, that pretentious shit. I mean, fucking South Park clown the shit. Out of Bono, and I thought it was in a honey, funny way. And uh, I'm not really a big fan of U2. I just don't like that overproduced kind of stadium rock that doesn't have a genre or whatever. They got some joints from back in the day. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of hacky. Roger Waters. I love Pink Floyd. Probably my favorite band from that region. I mean, that region. That era. Jesus. That era ever. I mean, I've seen him live. I fucking love him. And I, I respect the shit out of Roger Waters, and I like that he says things and stands up. But he... Does he get too preachy sometimes? I don't know. Maybe. I doubt he'd be a fun hang. Maybe the other guys in the band, because when they perform, when Gilmore and all them perform, Nick Mason and them, it's without Roger Waters. Roger Waters tours alone and has different backing musicians. And maybe he's a little too like, eh, you know? I don't know. Who the fuck knows? But it's a little hacky. And I just can't stand that hacky shit because it's, it's just lazy, dude. Impress me with some, some unique observations. Something I didn't see coming. A joke that I couldn't write. If... I'm not a fucking comedian. If I could predict your jokes or, or come up with one, that's not saying much, right? Because I don't do that. A comedian who I don't know, like I see on stage, I got friends that are stand-ups and shit. Like they blow my mind because I don't know how to do that shit. Just like I don't know how to play bass or the drums. So when I see dudes doing that, I'm very impressed. Any art that I don't know how to do or haven't done, even if I'm not good at it, I'm more impressed by it because it's like a foreign element to me. But that hacky shit... I just makes me feel like, you know what, Jake the Snake? Maybe you could be a stand-up comic if you just did a bunch of Trump jokes. And I don't like the man, but those jokes are fucking easy, dude. They write themselves. It's almost as if he was doing that shit to give you those fucking layup jokes. And I know SNL is uh, very, very much in with political humor, but they always have been. That's kind of their thing. And they generally make fun of all politicians. So whatever, I don't knock them, but I do find their shit pretty fucking lame, predictable, uninspiring. I haven't watched that shit since Will Ferrell and then was on, that was like 20 some odd years ago. Also, it's on fucking TV. Can't swear. Can't be explicit. I'm an explicit dude. I like that shit. Sometimes I laugh at PGS shit, like uh, School of Rock, Jack Black. Fucking love that movie. Makes me smile, makes my heart all warm and fuzzy, and I laugh. It's PG-13. Uh, there's some other shit like that. You know Jim Gaffigan make me laugh? He's a fucking safe, clean comic, as they say. But... 
that political shit, like it's people think it's edgy and like, oh my god, you said something. Because in some other countries, if you make a joke about a president, you go missing, you're gone. You even think about making a joke about a president, you're gone and missing. So it's not that edgy here, you know. I mean, we've had presidents host SNL. Fucking Trump hosted SNL back before he was running for president. He they loved him then, and then he on the other side, and then like they don't like him. Hypocrite ass motherfuckers, you let that motherfucker in the goddamn door. But anyway, the hacky shit, it's uninspiring. It's it's just tired, dude. It's tired. Shock me, man. Throw me off. Get me thinking. Challenge my brain. Or just surprise me with some fucking chuckles. Um, if not, I'm going to sweat away. I'm permeating my shirt. It's dripping hot. You can see the fucking sunburn on me. If you're listening, listen for the sunburn. My skin feels crispy. And I rock mad zinc. But I've just been out in the sun, dude. And that shit ain't hacky. That shit's just hotty, dude. It's fucking L.A. It's hot as all hell. And uh, you're going to get crisped up. So you got to deal with that shit, you know? But I'm trying to, like, maintain a non-hacky approach to the way I do anything. From writing to podcasts to radio show shit. And when I do radio shows and podcasts, I love that I'm not on FM radio. Podcasts, obviously not. But, like, Dash Radio, fucking curse, swear, do whatever you want. That FM radio shit to me is kind of hacky and tired. You're very much restricted. You have a like a limitation on everything. What you can do, what you can say, who you have on the show. You have to pretend like you like the artists you have on. Like, dude, a lot of fucking musicians that come on big like commercial FM radio stations, not always a big fan of. I'm sure there's some I'd be psyched to have on. But if I had to fake the funk and be like, so like, uh, how'd you first get into whatever? Or like, you know, coming up, we got two tickets to blah, blah, blah show at the forum. Like if I had to fucking do that every day, I'd fucking kill myself. It sounds soul-sucking, and it's kind of hacky to me. You're putting on that radio voice, unless you're on, like, a hip-hop station, then you're still putting on another form, like, you know, whatever, dude. It's just, you. everybody sounds the same, even if their voice is different. Their whole approach, their presentation, and that's just kind of hacky to me. That's why I like having my freedom to be myself and, and create as originally as I can. I really respect originality, even if I don't love the output. You know, if it's not the best shit. Even if it's something I did I'm not psyched on. At least I know it's original. Or as original as you get. I know nothing's new under the sun. I get it. I get it. But you put your own spin on that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Or your own flavor to it. And just try not to sound like the next man and the next man after that. Or the next person. Or whatever the fuck. So, yeah. Hackiness, dude. Save it, dude. Come surprise me, man. Blow me away, dude. Knock me off my feet. Sweep me off my feet. In fact, I want to be swept off my fucking feet.